Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hi, Connor. Hey, Brittany. So as the new year begins and we say goodbye to the wretched 2020, I thought we could maybe sit and talk about the lessons we've learned this year because so much has happened. And I know I like to do this in my personal life, just kind of sit and reflect on everything that's happened and, and, you know, lessons I've learned and things to improve on. And I think all of us can admit that 2020 has been a very hard year for a lot of people and the world has just changed so much. Um, There's almost too many lessons, honestly, to be learned from this year. (laughs) So to jump into one to kick us off, I think one huge lesson lesson that we have learned and something that we've spoken on in past episodes is that you should never be too eager to give up liberty for security. And that is something that's always happening. That's going to always be a battle that we're dealing with, with government and, you know, the people. But this year, I don't think we were prepared for how quickly that was going to escalate. And I know a lot of you, in fact, I would say that most of our younger listeners or all of them were not born during 9-11, which was what, how many years ago? Almost 20 years ago? Almost yeah. 20, yeah. That's nuts. But, uh, but you know, for people like you and I, Connor, we saw this happen already. We've kind of been through this before. So this was a really important lesson to be reminded of uh, because in, in January, nobody could have predicted how bad COVID was going to get. We did, we knew it was in China. We didn't know it was going to happen. And then our lives changed. You know, stores were closed and schools were closed and churches were closed and life seemed to just completely stop. Um, but one thing that was everywhere was fear. And you and I, Connor, have talked about this. You've written a book about this. Um, fear can be used and is used by governments a lot to get people to give up their freedoms and exchange what they believe, exchange it for what they believe is security or safety. And again, we've talked about this so many times because it's that important. And history has shown us over and over again that, you know, every time we give up any of our freedoms, it becomes extremely hard and sometimes impossible to ever get those freedoms back. And during COVID, and, and we're you know, still seeing this, we saw a lot of freedoms lost to, to mask mandates. And I'm not saying it's not good of you to wear a mask when you go out, but, but you know, we're, we're all for freedom here. And I don't think we should be mandated to wear them. I don't think businesses should be close, you know, forced to close down. And we were told this would be for our own good, you know, for our own safety. We had to, to beat the virus, to stay healthy. But now, instead of just dealing with the pandemic, you know, we're dealing with massive economic problems because so many businesses had to close and people couldn't put food on their table. So if there's one thing that I would really want our listeners to take away from 2020, it would be to remember to, you know, guard our precious liberties because they won't take them away all at once. It's not like one day we're going to wake up and they're gone. It's going to happen very slowly and gradually. Um, and and that, that happened this year. It's been happening for 10 years, really. They've been building on it. Um, so there's never a good reason ever to give up your liberty for security. So that is my top lesson I want our listeners to learn. That's great. Um, a related one that uh, I'm thinking of is that in 2020, I think we all learned uh, or increasingly learned that there are no experts. Ah, and, yeah. And what I mean by that is there are a ton of experts who are quite often wrong We've talked in a past ap- episode about like failed predictions, right? Like people who are always doom and gloom and this horrible thing is going to happen and the, the polar ice caps are going to melt by this year and you know, <laughs> all these things. And they always end up being wrong. You know, remember how this thing started in, in 2020, right? Two weeks to flatten the curve. That's, That's right. what we were all told. That was kind of the kind of the social contract, if you will, uh, that, that we all made the agreement uh, that people kind of said, all right, here we go. We'll put up with this for two weeks. You know, uh, initially the CDC said, don't use masks. Then they said, do Dr. Fauci, same thing. No, you know, masks don't work. Oh, now they're got to be. Now they do. Yeah. You know, 
people claiming that mask mandates help and then it turns out they don't people claiming that sweden uh was uh, going to you know they were killing people that they're they're laid back approach of of herd immunity where they were just letting people go about their lives normally and then kind of quarantining or or you know helping the the high risk people narrowly like that's horrible all these people are going to die when in fact you know sweden has been doing far better than Anything, most of the right countries. yeah <laughs> yeah with lockdowns and so the, these experts right like and they're always coming out in fact someone was compiling i saw on twitter all these examples over throughout 2020 of the top experts saying, you know, the hospitals are going to be overwhelmed. We're going to have these outbreaks. We're going to have X number of deaths, you know, and time and time and time again, they are wrong. And, and it's very much the, kind of the boy who cried wolf, right? Like if you don't know that story, you and your parents can go talk about it. But, but the idea is if, if the boy continues to lie, the villagers should catch on pretty quickly and stop listening to the boy that there's a wolf that's coming, right? You need to understand that people who are consistently wrong should not be listened to. And, and that, I think, is where we as the, the public can really improve is trying to understand that all these experts, you know, that's not to say they're evil. It's not to say they're all malicious. They're all trying to deceive us. I'm not suggesting that. The point is that, you know, if, if we're saying shut down the economy or, you know, restrict people's freedoms, based on what the experts are telling us, the, the science is, is directing our decisions. Well, look, these people are humans. They make mistakes. Some of them are corrupt. Some of them are intentionally trying to exert power and do bad things. But, but you know, these people can be wrong. And if they're wrong, what are, what are, the, what are the problems with, you know, increase in depression, you know, and even suicide and losing jobs and livelihoods being lost, the growing dependency on welfare because people, you know, and stimulus checks because people are struggling. These have long term implications. And if we're making those decisions based on the recommendations of experts, that is a lot of trust to place in the hands of people who are so, so often wrong. And and a related lesson to learn from 2020 is that the, the media, the media broadly speaking, is so corrupt. Yep. They are not trying to inform us. They are not trying to educate, right? Think of what happened. First, it was, look at all these deaths. People are dying. It's awful. You know, flatten the curve, stay at home. And then when the death rate just stayed very low, right? Did you notice this, Brittany? They stopped talking about the death rate. Suddenly it was the case number. The cases, yep. And that was right? when testing was going up, you have to remember. So yeah, of, course, yeah. of course, case numbers are going to go up because yeah. more people are getting tested. We've tested 10 times the number of people. We're not going to mention that fact. We're just going to say, oh my gosh, there's so many cases happening, right? The media, going back to your point, Brittany, is they self-fear. They understand that they make money from advertisers, the more eyeballs that watch their videos, the more people that click on their link and go to their website. And so, and fear is very addictive. And so they want us coming back to their website, watching their programs, getting the latest news, being gripped, you know, wait, waiting on their every word for what Dr. Fauci or whoever is going to say next. And so they're not interested in, in calmly and rationally saying, oh, well, actually, if you compare the statistics, if you look at Sweden, if you, if you look at the death rate, if you look at the you know, overall fatality. If you if you do some investigative reporting and you see that the hospital ICU uh, intensive care units are are not actually overwhelmed, like people are claiming, right? We don't have any of that because that would calm people down. That would that would help resolve the situation. And those in power don't want things to be calm. They like the state that we are in because we are easily manipulated 
and controlled. And so just like one lesson is that there are no experts, the other lesson is that the media doesn't care. They will quote quote whatever quote unquote expert that they can get to sell fear and, and keep you watching their program. And so we need to understand that the media is not there to educate and inform. Uh, they are there to entertain and addict us to their programs so that we keep you know, enriching them. That is quite a different goal than educating us. So I think that's another important lesson. That's a good one. Um, so my, this one is a little less, well, it still has to do with COVID. I think most of my lessons this year have to do with COVID, <laughs> but not as policy oriented. I think one lesson to really remember and take away from this year is how much we need people. And I know I'm, a, I'm an extrovert. I don't know. What are you, Connor? You could go either way. I, I call myself uh, an extroverted introvert. Okay. Like, in my heart of hearts, I just want to be left alone. <laughs> but but I'm also like a little bit extrovert. Maybe explain what those words mean really quick. So extroverted is you get your energy from being around a lot of other people. You like being social. There's more to it than this. This is just kind of a base level explanation. But so you like being around people, being around people energizes you. And you could hang out with people. You could go to like several parties in a week or hang out with multiple people multiple days. Introverts get their energy from being alone. So even if they that doesn't mean they don't like other people, but maybe they go to a party and they have to go home and they have to be alone for a couple days before they can go be around people again. I am not like that. I could be around people always and be fine. So for me, quarantine has been really hard because I'm used to being a very social person, but it has reminded me how important people are just to to life, to the human condition, to the human experience. So that's one thing that I think I'm going to remember more moving forward is one to just to take not take anything for granted, right? To be very grateful for for everything we had before COVID, everything we have now, but, you know, remembering the old world or what do I call it? The before times. The before times. <laughs> the before times. <laughs> I, I think uh, like, like you, right? So many of these things are based on, uh, you know, what has happened during COVID. Uh, as, as we think of 2020, like that's really what so much of it boils down to. But, but another lesson is that um, you need to watch out for sleight of hand right? If you understand how magic works, magic you know, works. I have a good friend who's a magician, actually. So, uh, okay. yeah. so he's, he's an expert at this. He's even an expert. Magic, right? So magicians, they want to distract you while maybe they're, you know, they're holding their left hand out, right? And they want you to look at their left hand while their right hand is kind of slowly, you know, doing something else that they don't want you to notice because they're setting up the, the illusion. And so that's called sleight of hand. They're, they're kind of like distracting you and, and, making their hand kind of, you know, not the focus so that they can get away with doing something. And it's that way going back to the media, right? Uh, or even uh, politicians and government, when when everyone's attention is on one thing, then you need to start thinking, okay, what are we not seeing right now? Right? Like if everyone is worried about COVID and everyone is focused on, you know, mask mandates and on lockdowns and everything else, what else is happening? What is the what is the government doing? What is Congress passing? What is the what's happening in the economy? What is the Federal Reserve doing? You know what I mean? Like, and so throughout time, throughout the years, we've seen instances like this when everyone's focused on something else, and then something else just kind of quietly moves forward. Yep. <laughs> uh, I, I think of you know we've talked about the creature from Jekyll Island, the Federal Reserve in past episodes. Like that's a great example, right? The way that happened is everyone was focused on Christmas, no one was paying any attention, and Congress quietly you know enacted that law. And uh, cemented the the future ruin of the the economic system. Uh, it's another reason why if you have if you're a company if you run a company and you have bad news that you have to make public, maybe you're legally required to or you just have to, 
you always do it on Friday afternoon. <laughs> so no one's paying attention. <laughs> always, right. Because everyone is paying attention to the weekend. They're thinking about date night with their spouse or what are we going to do with the kids or what's the adventure, right? Uh, that is the time to release bad news. And so to me, one lesson is, uh, again, everyone's focused on something, but what are the other things that we can be paying attention to? And the lesson for us is to not let ourselves be so distracted you know, yes, we need to pay attention to all the bad stuff happening and the mask mandates and, and whatnot. I'm not saying to ignore it, but but that's almost kind of a red flag that, that when everyone is thinking about, you know, one particular thing, then then that means far fewer people in the media, right? They're not paying attention to some of that other stuff that's quietly happening. Yeah, I think another another lesson, and this one was really important to me, is the the need for competition, the need for options. And this ties into free speech, and I'll explain how. So we've seen Twitter and even Facebook do a lot of censorship. And we've talked about this also in past episodes that they are private companies, that they they are allowed to do that. They're not, you know, they're not in the constitution. They are or free speech does not apply to these private companies. Mm-hmm. But that being said, we've seen a lot of censorship and that's kind of, well, I think it's very scary, but one thing that it's, it's really brought the need for uh, up into the public is that we need more social media platforms. There's no competition for Facebook and Twitter. They are the only game in town. And maybe instead of getting the government involved in social media and regulating, you know, what we, what we need are more options. And there's a couple, what are some, there's a few that are popping up. I want to say parlor. That's a thing, right? Yeah, Parlor has become pretty popular uh, recently. I think MeWe, M-E-W-E, okay. is another one that has come out. Uh, I haven't really jumped onto those. Me neither, yet. and I should because I, I need to practice what I preach. But 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 one thing that I do think is cool is that at least there's some happening. There's something moving in that. But with with and I don't want to call it free speech because it, it is a private company. But with people being censored on these platforms, I think it is important that we have you know more competition and more options for people to go to. So I think that's a good lesson to take out of this year too. I think that's right. And you know, though we're kind of winding down in this uh, particular episode, perhaps it's a, a prompt for you as a family to reflect on uh, you know what the lessons are that you're taking away uh, from this year. A lot has happened in this year. It feels like. Uh, there's that new show on Netflix a few months back called uh, The Floor is Lava. Have you seen this, Brittany? No, but I, I, is that what it sounds like? Is it like when you used to play as a kid? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they have this kind of this obstacle course and you can't touch the ground and you have to jump from uh, obstacle to obstacle. And, and it's, it's kind of fun and silly, right? And uh, but, but that's what it feels like to me. Like the, there's no sure foundation. Like tw- if I were to describe 2020, there's no solid foundation that we can like reliably you know, be grounded upon and say, okay, I'm going to take the next step in my life. And then the next step. And then because the, it feels like the rug's being pulled out from under you, right? It feels like the floor is lava. Like you can't touch it. It's always moving. You know, it's unpredictable. And, uh, and so here's to hoping perhaps that 2021 is a little bit more of a stable foundation for all of us. But I think even with those uh, instances, those uh, circumstances where there's a lot of unpredictability, where things are always changing, when a lot of negative things are happening, I think it's an, also an opportunity for us to look at the all, you know, the uh, the silver linings. They are always out there, right? Where there are challenges, there are also opportunities. Uh, where there are negative things happening, there are opportunities to serve and help, start a business, even fulfilling a problem that's happening. Um, you know, a lot of companies right now in 2020 have been thriving, right? Because maybe like Zoom, you know, as as oh, one yeah. example, right? Like 
because all of a sudden people can't or imagine having a nation nationwide lockdown to this degree like 40 years ago right or 20 years ago even 10 years ago 10 years ago yeah right. like we we just wouldn't have been able to still have all these meetings and communicate and and engage in business and stuff to the same degree so even when bad things are happening it's, it's important for us to not just like eeyore right like oh ho hum you know kind of uh woe is me uh, but how can we look at the positive side? How can we actually try and improve our lives and improve the lives of others? So maybe as a family, a little exercise, take some time, think of the lessons you guys have learned and how it's going to motivate and help you guys improve as a family, as individuals in the year ahead. Here's to an awesome 2021. We really appreciate you spending some of your 2020 with us. Uh, Brittany, we've had a lot of fun on this episode. It's been a pleasure to do it so far with you. And until next time, we will talk to you later. Talk to you later. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.